This podcast is brought to you by the InterAstra Institute, the global public square for the business of space. Join us at interastra.space. The potato throwing pilot was about to become the first recipient of this squadron's soon to be designed brand new Kuth Award. For a moment, I knew that uh, the next couple minutes of my life were going to be very exciting. <laughs> I am the only person to have walked in space and gone to the deepest point in the ocean. Hi, I'm Kathy Sullivan, and I'm an explorer. Exploring doesn't always have to involve going to some remote or exotic place. It simply requires your commitment to put curiosity into action. So join me on this podcast journey as I reflect on lessons learned from life so far and from my brilliant and ever inquisitive guests. We'll explore together in this very moment from right where you are. Spaceship not required. Welcome to Kathy Sullivan Explores. Before we take off, I have a gift for you. I believe that no matter where you are today, an active thirst for knowledge will help unlock your ability to live a life of meaning and happiness. So I'm sharing some lessons I've learned on my road less traveled. Over at kathysullivanexplores.com, you'll find my seven astronaut tips to improving your life on Earth. When you sign up, I'll send them to you and also make sure you're the first to discover future podcast episodes and learn more about exciting adventures ahead. Just head on over to kathysullivanexplorers.com. I thought it would be great to start the new year with a good dose of humor. So I went back into the Kathy Sullivan Explorers archive and picked out one of my very favorite funniest stories from my career as a NASA astronaut. I had never told it before recording it for this podcast back in the start of 2022. And so in case you missed it then, or in case you enjoyed it and just want to hear it again, here's the night I wore a baked potato. Hope you enjoy. For a moment, I knew that uh, the next couple minutes of my life were going to be very exciting. <laughs> After it happened, I was uh, almost arrested. <laughs> There's an old saying about stories. There's your version, my version, and the truth. That's what this episode is about. The story in question is of a hilarious moment during a formal Air Force dinner I attended back in 1987. I was just going to tell you the story myself at first, but fate intervened. By sheer happenstance, I reconnected with the man behind the potato, Mr. Ray Bills. He's the guy who nearly got arrested that you heard about at the top of this episode. Ray was kind enough to hop on the internet and record his version of events with my producer, Toby. So I'll lay the groundwork and then let Ray himself tell you how he remembers the evening. It all started when my fellow astronaut and Air Force Colonel Joe Engel was invited to give a dinner talk at Selfridge Air National Guard Base in northern Michigan. Joe either couldn't or didn't want to go, so he suggested I take his place. He said the commanding general of the fighter wing there was a good friend, so he could promise me a flight in one of their fighter jets if I stood in for him. Yeah, that sold me. The dinner in question was an affair known as a dining in. That's what the U.S. military calls a formal, dress uniform dinner, usually held without spouses or dates. It's meant to promote cohesion within the unit and also let folks blow off some steam at the same time. I wasn't in the military then, 
but the stories my military colleagues told gave me a good idea what dining inns were like. The main point that came through was that they could get rather rowdy and often featured barrages of dinner rolls flying across the room. Armed with that knowledge and my flight suit, I headed up to Michigan. A young officer greeted me at the entrance to the officer's club and escorted me towards Joe's friend, General Rudy Rudolph. I was wondering what the men at the event were thinking about having a woman in their midst and as their guest speaker. Were they eager to hear my astronaut stories? Or maybe miffed that they'd have to tone down the rowdiness with a lady present? I'd sure encountered that reaction many times aboard research ships. And maybe that's what prompted me to say what I did when I met General Rudolph. Leaning towards him like I had some juicy, top-secret information to share, I said, Joe said I had to ask you one important question right up front and in private. That got his full attention. He leaned towards me like a willing co-conspirator. Do you throw the first dinner roll or do I? He stood up straight, cracked a wide grin, jabbed his finger at me and said, You do on my command. Roger that, sir, I replied, and off we went into the dining area. I had planned to give my standard talk about my first flight aboard the space shuttle, but knew I had to make sure it didn't sound or feel like a lecture. That would be terrible for an evening that was meant to be social and fun. I wanted my stories to be a highlight of their evening, not a big downer. So I decided to ditch my usual script and ad-lib. The room went dead silent when I got up to talk. It's nice when an audience is really listening politely. But these guys were ramrod straight in their seats, looking like a room full of schoolboys who had just been scolded. I really hoped my stories would warm them up. You know, stories and videos about playing with your food in zero-G are pretty much guaranteed to get laughs. And I realized I could have fun comparing our floating food tricks to the flying rolls and other antics that dining inns were famous for. For example, no need to heave that dinner roll. Just the lightest push will send it sailing all the way across even the largest room at constant altitude the whole way. And no matter how drunk anybody gets, they'd never end up under the table. I mean, we could float them up at the ceiling if we wanted to. The guys ate it up. I came in for the drill weekend and we had a dining in and we had a guest speaker called Kathy Sullivan, who I had known from seeing her on TV and in the news. She was going to put a show on to show what she does for a living and she had movies and pictures of a space flight. And everybody was really pretty cool. We were going to enjoy Kathy Sullivan, which we did. The general played right along when I finished, suggesting I demonstrate how zero-G dinner rolls might behave. So I picked up a roll and threw it towards the table he had told me to target. I got to tell you, it was a terrible throw. I missed them by a mile. The pilots were, perhaps unsurprisingly, shall we say, quick to react. Kathy had probably four baskets of hard rolls, and she started flinging them. And believe me, she can throw a roll. <laughs> and we were ducking and you know, avoiding it, I think everybody took a roll or two. And everybody, everybody in the place, the commanders and were laughing because we all knew what was happening, that she was living up to what she had heard 
fighter pilots do when they have a couple drinks and they get stupid crazy. And it was fun. It was really, we were laughing. I had figured there'd be some retaliation, but sure didn't expect what happened next. I remember clearly that a volley of dinner rolls came at me an instant later. Then something hit me on the chest. I looked down to see sour cream and butter oozing down the front of my dress. Apparently, the remnants of the fully dressed baked potato I saw on the floor. Ray's version is a bit different. I looked down at the table, and there was zero rolls. I looked at the table next door. There was zero rolls. And that's where I think she took the rolls away from our area. And there was a guy about two tables over that was having a real nice dinner and he was into his steak laughing because she's just been throwing the rolls at us and I just grabbed his uh, potato off his plate which he had just loaded up with sour cream, bacon bits, lots of butter and chives. <laughs> and it was just like an automatic thing and and it was, it, was, it was a good hit, I must say. It probably went 40 or 50 feet, and as it flew through the air, the bacon bits were falling off as it was going through the air. And it was like, do you remember the old commercial E.F. Hutton says, and everybody would stop and listen? It was like slow motion. <laughs> and at first I thought, boy, this is gonna be a nice hit. And then as it got closer, I realized, oh boy, this might not be good. <laughs> and hit, hit Kathy square. And I don't think she was ready for it. The room was dead quiet now. Nobody was moving a finger. General Rudolph, who was clearly aghast, was about to help wipe the sour cream off my dress when he realized he was essentially reaching for my breasts. Not good to paw the bosom of a woman you hardly know, much less your famous dinner guest. Are you okay, he asked. Are you, are you mad? I'm fine, I said. No worries. It's actually pretty funny, but they don't have to know that. Right, I'm on it, he said with a mischievous grin. In the astronaut office and many military squadrons, a mocking Kuth award is often bestowed on the person who most recently embarrassed the group with mean, crass, or classless behavior. The potato-throwing pilot was about to become the first recipient of this squadron's soon-to-be-designed brand-new Kuth Award. The first version of the award, kind of a placeholder, was a Mr. Potato Head figurine, which Ray found glued to the top of his locker when he came in the next morning. It didn't stop there. Yes, the uh, potato sagger lingered on for many years. Two months after the incident, we were in a pilot briefing in the main pilot room at the 107th Tech Fighter Squadron. General uh, Rudy Rudolph called me up and said, I want you to come up to the stage. We have an award for you. Knowing that my behavior hasn't been very uh, exceptional, I wasn't expecting a award that discussed my 
good behavior, but I had zero, nada, any idea on what this could be. Citation to accompany the award of the Loyal Order of the Potato, first class, Lieutenant Colonel Ray Bells. Lieutenant Colonel Ray Bells distinguished himself by exceptionally disgusting conduct in the performance of a rude and uncouth service to the Michigan Air National Guard. 107th TAC Fighter Squadron, Selfridge Air National Guard Base, Michigan. On 6 March, 1987. On this date, his crass and assaultive actions toward astronaut Kathy Sullivan were instrumental in gaining notoriety and shame for all members of the 107th TAC Fighter Squadron. By tossing a loaded tuba and scurring a kill to a rare face shot, Lieutenant Colonel Raybells reflected great discredit on himself, the Air National Guard, and the United States Air Force. So there you have it. Ray's version and mine clash on several points. He says that dinner rolls have been cleared from the table. I swear a volley of them came at me. He brags about getting me right on the face. I know it was my chest. We both agree he threw a baked potato, but there's other versions of that too. It lasted a long time. It still goes on. The story gets better and better. I think I even heard somebody say I hit it with a steak, you know, a 16 <laughs> steak. <laughs> His version, my version, and a truth we will never be able to pin down. But the big things are incontrovertible. Ray Bills did indeed score a direct hit with his spud. And I started it. And we both love telling the story. That's, that's what made fighting units so adhesive and so important as time went on. And I was just one of the many. And I met a wonderful lady who uh, was really a good trooper. And I hope that she got something out of it too, besides sour cream and bacon bits. The Kathy Sullivan Ray Bell story in my family and among my friends will last a lot longer than, than I will. And, and I not only saying from my side of the fence, but I really thought that she made it better by being the, the gentlewoman that she was and to being gracious, you know. Mm. But I will throw in what Rudy Rudolph said. She started. <laughs> So while this is a fun story, you might be wondering if there's a moral or a point to it. If you plan to speak in public, I would say there is. It's crucial to understand your audience. Also to read the room and be intentional about whether it's best to match that or to upend the expectations. If you really want to have an impact, don't just say your lines. Adapt your message to connect with your audience where they are, in the moment. And whatever you do, don't take yourself too seriously. 99% of the time, even the most embarrassing moment or mistake is just that. A moment or a mistake, not a life sentence. By the way, if you'd like to use this podcast as inspiration to start a food fight, I'd be honored. You have my blessings. Thanks so much for joining me on today's mission. For more solo shows and deep dives with incredible guests, 
along with all the ways to get the podcast and much more, head over to kathysullivanexplores.com. This podcast is brought to you by the InterAstra Institute. New episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Music, and most everywhere podcasts are found. To be the first to know when the next episode drops, head over to interastra.space.